Blog Talk Radio. Let me tell you about something new. A new show called G's Power. G's Power. Real talk for real saints. Are you ready? And it's for real. Welcome to G's Power Hour live every weekday at 11.30 a.m. on Never Had It So Good Entertainment Network. Your host, G, will bring you informative and entertaining guests and a variety of topics in a way that you can absorb and enjoy. Listen in weekdays and call in at 516-387-1944. We love interaction. All shows can be downloaded if you miss one or found on iTunes the next day. G's Power Hour is powered by Never Had It So Good Sports Media Network. Well, good morning, brothers and sisters, kings and queens, angels and saints, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to G's Power Hour on Never Had It So Good Entertainment. I am your host, G. Thanks so much for being with us today. Today we are talking all things wellness, I guess you could say. Um, We're working on our, our nutrition plans constantly. And so we're bringing back the diet diva, Tara Collingwood. Good morning. How are you? Good morning. I'm great. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you so much. And and happy belated anniversary. Oh, thank you. <laughs> we were just talking about our anniversaries in the same month here. Yeah, yeah, that's a good thing. April's a great month. Yeah, so and, anyway, and happy thanks for coming back. Years upcoming. Thank you, thank you. Looking forward to it. Um just always a nice thing because it's the one time that I get away, you know, and, and it's kind of like, um, and my husband's starting to realize that I have to get away from the house. I can have time off at the house, but still I'm engaged in so much other stuff. The only time I'm not necessarily engaged in must-dos is when I get away from from the house. <laughs> so, exactly. But unfortunately... <laughs> The, the unfortunate part about that, though, is I eat too much. I eat too much of the wrong stuff. We were just talking about um, our anniversary a couple of years ago when we went to Anna Maria Island, and we enjoyed it so much. Um, and we walked just about everywhere we had to go to get something to eat, but we ate too much, and we ate too much really, um, I guess you could say, rich food. So uh, the walking, I don't think, compensated enough for all of that. (laughs) So So, um, now, speaking of things that I shouldn't have, uh, which will lead me to something else. So I'm currently enjoying a really nice butterscotch latte with oat milk from uh, Birchwood is a place in Apopka, a small business that that I like to go to. Um, So. First of all, like I said, I have oat milk in it. I know there's probably other stuff that is going on with that butterscotch latte that I probably shouldn't have, but I want to talk to you about the different types of milks right now Mm -hmm. um, that are becoming more and more prevalent and popular and Mm -hmm. the the take the, you know, the good sides, I guess, if there are any, and then the take the takeaways, the downsides, uh, maybe can, so can you talk about, I guess, first of all, regular cow's milk that most of us were uh, reared on for for so many years um, and the pros and cons about that, there's enough varieties of of that before we even get to the made-up milks. Okay. So can you talk a little bit about that? So, yeah, so I am from Wisconsin, so it is Uh – necessary for you to drink large amounts of milk when you're from the state of Wisconsin. <laughs> um, so <laughs> I grew up with like three gallons of times and I'm not kidding. Um, so, oh, no. so cow's milk, but I'll, but I'll tell you from a scientific perspective. Okay. Cause now, you know, now that I've said that people are like, well, she's biased, but honestly, cow's milk is going to be the most nutritious of the milk. In terms of the vitamin mineral content, the protein content, um, I mean, it just is, you know, is, is good nutrition. I mean, one of the best things that you can put into your body is, is milk. Now, of course, we have, you know, whole milk versus 2% milk versus skim milk. 
So, you know, whole milk, yeah, it's going to have quite a bit of calories and fat and saturated fat and cholesterol and, and all of those kinds of things. So we can go with the 2% would be better or, or skim or, you know, what we call fat-free now um, is even better. But, you know, in a latte, I don't know, a fat-free milk just it doesn't quite do it for me. So I'm kind of a 2%er in my latte. I've got a little bit of creamy, you know, creamy mouthfeel. But, you know, in terms right. of vitamins and minerals, there's, you know, there's riboflavin. There's, of course, your, your vitamin D that's added to milk. There's calcium that's there naturally. Um, and the protein. So that's the big difference as I transition to the um, conversation about the plant milk. So the plant milks okay. are obviously, you know, made from various, you know, plant-based sources. And so you mentioned the oats, um, the oat milk, that's become quite popular now. It used to be soy milk was like the biggest, you know, plant milk. Now they don't even have soy milk at the, the coffee places anymore. <laughs> Mm. because the almond milk and the oat milk have sort of come, you know, risen to the surface. So first it was soy, then it was rice milk, now it's almond milk, now it's oat milk. So what what they are is obviously we call them quote-unquote milk, but they're not milk. They're just beverages made from these particular, you know, nuts or seeds or grains um, that are, you know, made to look like milk. They're white, they, you know, they're made to look like milk, they're pressed, you know, they press the um, the food, the plant to um, create a liquid, mix it with water. So you've got various vitamins and minerals in there, but what you don't have is protein. So soy is going to have the protein, hemp milk has the protein, but a lot of these other milks just have zero to one gram of protein, which, you know, cow's milk has eight grams of protein per one cup per eight ounce serving. What I'm saying is they're fortifying with riboflavin, the, you know, the, the vitamin D, the calcium. So from that aspect, you are kind of getting what is in cow's milk uh, in terms of the vitamin mineral impact and the calcium especially. I mean, that's one of the main reasons we want milk is, is for the bone health and the, and the calcium. So most of these milks now are going to be fortified with those vitamins and minerals, but you're just not getting the protein, which is fine if you're getting protein other places. But I just want realize like it's not exactly you know milk <laughs> it's not you're not going to get one for one all of the nutritional benefit that you are going to get from you know that cow's milk okay so <laughs> i think i've opened up a can of worms but i think that this all needs to be addressed <laughs> okay so from cow's milk um there has been you know in my experience uh discussion about how cow's milk affects African Americans. Okay. Mm-hmm. Is is there actually some sort of correlation between um I guess uh digestional <laughs> issues and I'm not sure if I have the right word with yeah. African Americans and um yeah. cow's milk. Yes. So the African American population does have a higher prevalence of lactose intolerance. Okay, so we've got two issues going on with uh, with cow's milk. You could have an allergy, which is just a normal allergy like a lot of people have. You can get hives, you can get anaphylaxis, you can get, you know, itchy throat. um, And that's an actual allergy to the the milk protein, to the casein, to the whey, to, you know, it's usually the protein. The lactose intolerance is a completely different reaction where it's an intolerance to the sugar that's in milk, lactose that's naturally in milk. And it's difficult for some people to digest that. They don't have the lactase enzyme um, that breaks down the lactose. And so you can get gas and bloating and, um, you know, loose stool and all kinds of fun stuff (laughs) as a result of that. And you are right that the African-American population definitely has a higher prevalence. That doesn't mean that every single black person can't drink milk or has lactose intolerance and that white people don't have it. Um, you know, right. there's lots of, you know, there's lots of people from all ethnic backgrounds that can have lactose intolerance or can also have, you know, a milk allergy. But um, there's varying levels of lactose as well in different dairy products. So milk, um, cream, ice cream tend to be the highest, but there's a lot of like hard cheeses um, that have very little lactose. Yogurt, sometimes the bacteria in the yogurt can kind of counterbalance and help to digest that, that lactose. Um, so sorry, I'm dog sitting and, um, they're, they're not getting along at the moment. Um, Uh (laughs) um, 
so uh, so yeah. So there's you know there there can be varying degrees of um, you know of intolerance when it comes to you know that lactose and just that inability to um, be able to break down the lactose. So is lactose-free milk actual milk with what the lactose removed? Is that what it is? Yes, it is actual milk. Um, hold on, hold on one second. Sure. Sorry, I'm going to get this squeaky toy. <laughs> oh, maybe not. <laughs> okay. Um, so lactose um, is so uh, so lactate. So wait, what was the question? Lactate. Lactose, yeah, lactose-free oh, milk. milk, like lactate, so lactose-free milk. Yeah. Yes. Lactose milk is milk. It is cow's milk. And what they do is they add um, the lactase enzyme. So it's just like the lactate um, supplement, you know, that you can mm-hmm. buy over the counter. It's a digestive enzyme. It's basically lactase. And so what okay. the lactase does, because your body isn't producing it or whoever is lactose intolerant, their body isn't producing lactase to break down the lactose, <laughs> you can take uh-huh. it as a supplement. So you can take that lactate pill. What they do with the lactate or lactose-free um, milk is they add it to the milk so that mm. it's easily digestible, then you don't have to add it yourself. So tell me, what is A2 milk? I've seen that um, on, the ca- on the counters now, on, in the refrigerators now. Yeah, so there are a lot of different brands and different kinds of lactose-free milk where they are, you know, either removing the lactate, the lactose, you know, they're removing the, lact, the, the sugar, um, mm-hmm. or they're adding the lactate or the lactase, you know, to that. So, um, so, yeah, there's just varying, you know, brands and types of how they're removing the lactose. Okay, so A2 but is a brand. It's not Okay. I didn't know if it was like a particular, I heard it was some sort of protein or something uh, or just something different, but okay. So it's the same basically as the yeah. lactate, yeah, lactose-free. Okay. Yeah. If it says lactose-free, then you can be pretty, you know, rest assured that it's not going to give you those digestive issues if you have lactose intolerance. Okay. So keep in keeping with the milk theme here, um, let's talk about goat's milk. Are there yeah. better? Is it better, worse, different? Yeah, I, w- I would say different. I mean, it's not necessarily better or worse. It's definitely a tangier taste. It's a and it's an acquired taste for a lot of people, because here in America mm-hmm. we're just not used to having you know goat's milk as much. We're used to kind of the goat cheese, um, but not mm-hmm. as much goat's milk. So yeah, it's just another alternative. And some people can who who cannot digest dairy. Um, can digest the goat's um, the goat's milk because it's a different kind of a of a um, sugar that's in the goat you know versus the cow. <laughs> so, okay. um, so it just depends. You know, it depends on the person, and um, so that could be a great alternative. It has a lot of the same vitamins and minerals and protein that are going to be in cow's milk. All right, good to know. And so back to the plant-based milk. Do you have, let's say. First of all, <laughs> because you're from Wisconsin and you're used to drinking cow's milk, do you partake in any of the plant-based milks at all? And do you have a preference or is there a ranking in terms of which ones are better? And I do have a question about soy milk in a minute, but go ahead, yeah. please. Sure, yeah. So I, I primarily do cow's milk. Um, I do like the taste of soy milk, actually. I think it does have a unique sort of flavor. And so if I'm traveling or, you know, something and I want to get a, you know, soy milk latte, I might do that. But like I said, I can hardly find soy milk at any of the coffee places anymore. But in my oh, home, wow. um, I generally, you know, generally don't buy, um, you know, any of the plant-based milk because I don't have a problem digesting dairy. And I think it's, you know, one of the best things that we can, we can have, um, you know, from a milk perspective. So, so, yeah, I personally do do the cow's milk. Okay. Now, I was doing a lot of almond milk for a while, and like I said, I got oat milk today because I do find, and I don't know if it's the way it's made or whatever, but um, in terms of plant-based milks, I find oat milk to work better in some of the lattes because it seems to have Mm -hmm. more of a creamier texture than Mm -hmm. the almond milk. Um, 
I want to get back to soy milk because now soy milk is made from edamame, right? Is, yep. Is that from correct? The okay. Yes. All right. So I've been having some questions about soy because I hear soy is or is not good for the heart. Soy has some sort of interference or something to do with estrogen. So if you could clarify uh, the issue with soy, that would be great. Absolutely. Uh, This is a very common question. So um, soy had a health claim for a while saying that um, a diet high in soy protein when combined with a low-fat diet uh, has been shown to lower LDL cholesterol. So, um, and, and I know that there was talk, honestly, I'd have to look it up, of, of um, not having that health claim anymore because the research wasn't quite as strong as they originally first thought with the reducing cholesterol thing. Now, that doesn't mean that it's not good to do, but I think there was, there was you know, originally this thought that there was a lot of very strong research around um, the, the soy and reducing LDL cholesterol. So, yes, it is good for your heart for sure. Um, it does have natural estrogens, so they're called phytoestrogens. And now, but they're they're not very strong. Okay, so it's not like taking hormone replacement therapy. It's not like taking estrogen pills. Men are not going to grow boobs <laughs> if they have soy protein. Oh, thank you. So that is a <laughs> yeah, that is a that is a um, you know kind of a, a a myth out there that soy is going to be bad for you. That soy causes cancer. Um, you know, and and most people who are doing just a little bit of soy milk or some tofu or edamame or something like that aren't doing that much soy. That it's really going to. I mean, you would have to have a lot of soy for it to really affect your estrogen levels at a significant level okay so the only people that i would caution maybe against not having a lot of soy not to say you can't have some soy would be people with the brac positive breast cancer um, risk or already survived from you know they're just at a higher risk for an estrogen positive cancer and so yeah you know it makes sense not to mess with you know, even natural estrogens that are coming in. But again, one soy milk latte probably not going to make a difference, but I just wouldn't go to town on a ton of soy on a daily basis. So those are the only people that I would say, eh, yeah, maybe, you know, pay attention and don't do a ton. But for everyone else, soy is heart healthy. It is very good. It's got lots of good plant-based protein. Um, and the amount of, you know, these phytoestrogens, plant-based estrogens are not going to you know, make a significant difference in your personal estrogen levels. Okay. And then back to the the regular milk, which you say is the most healthy, uh, you recommend maybe low-fat milk, and what? how many servings would you say uh, of that? Yeah. So it's recommended that we have um, between two and four servings of dairy per day in order to mm-hmm. get the amount of calcium that we're supposed to have. And one serving is eight ounces. So it's not very big in today's standards. <laughs> Portion size <laughs> have gotten big. So when you think yeah. about, you know, your size of latte or whatever, you might be getting 12 ounces or even 16 ounces of the actual milk in there, you know, because the amount, the, the little espresso shot isn't very, doesn't take up much volume. The majority of right. the latte is actually going to be, you know, some of that milk. Um, so, yeah, so I would say two servings, you know, per day, uh, minimum is good when you add up milk, cheese, yogurt, you know, it's not just milk, milk, but any dairy can count in that two to four servings a day. Okay. Great. Any, before we go to break, uh, cause I know we've taken a little longer, but I, I felt like this needed to be addressed before we go to break any yeah. other milk related, uh, issues that we need to to address before we go to break yeah i mean i think you know you said it all of like oh i choose this milk because i like the mouthfeel of it i like the creaminess of it i like you know and i like that they are fortifying all of these plant-based milks with you know the same nutrients minus you know the protein issue but the vitamins and minerals and calcium and all that kind of stuff you know they are almost equivalent you know they're they might actually be putting more of some vitamins and minerals, it depends on the brand and all that, then are in cow's milk. So I think you can know that, yeah, I actually am getting something good 
in my plant-based milk. Um, and if you like the taste of that and like the, you know, the, the mouthfeel of that particular milk, then go for it. So the worst part, let's say if I was getting a, a regular latte with uh, low-fat milk, the actual worst part of my latte is when I start adding stuff like sugar or flavors and stuff. <laughs> it's correct? your butterscotch. <laughs> yeah, I like my butterscotch. Yeah. Yeah. It's the butterscotch so. and the butterscotch latte. That's yeah, that's it's the sugar. <laughs> now if you can do a sugar free, you know, sugar free vanilla, you know, pump or something like that, you know, use some, you know, non nutritive sweeteners instead of the, the sugar, then that will, uh-huh. you know, obviously cut down on the amount of sugar and calories that you're getting in that latte. <laughs> that brings up a whole nother topic. <laughs> I think we've gotten way <laughs> off topic about some of the stuff we were supposed to talk about today, but that's okay um, because all of it needs to be addressed. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. We're here with uh, Tara Collingwood, uh, sports nutritionist. If you have any questions, the number well, no, we're not taking questions today. We're pre-recording today, but we'll we'll tell you, you'll have other opportunities to to talk with her in the future. We'll talk about that when we come back. This is G's Power Hour on Never Had It So Good Entertainment, and we will be right back. Over the past 60 years, Dove Beauty Bar's superior formula has remained unchanged. But when it comes to beauty, everything changed. Together, we redefined beauty. We said no to stereotypes and yes to every type. We let go of judgments and embraced what makes us unique. We're proud to have been there with you, caring for you every step of the way. Here's to the next 60 years. Having a wedding, reception, family reunion, planning a banquet, or some other fundraising event. Need to share your knowledge through a workshop or seminar, or it's a difficult time and you need to plan a wake or repast. Let us help. At our gatherings, let us reduce the stress and make the occasion memorable, treasured. Call our gatherings at 407-968-9387 or email ourgatherings at yahoo.com. Let us help plan your special event. Good morning. Welcome back to G's Power Hour on Never Had It So Good Entertainment. I am your host, G. Thanks so much for being with us today. We're talking about all things nutrition with uh, Tara Collingwood, sports nutritionist, and uh, we're not taking calls today. But if you have questions for Tara, please hit me up on the G's Power Hour Facebook page. And uh, she does have a website, diadiva.com, I believe it is, correct? Yeah, diadiva.net. Dot net, okay, dietdiva.net, and we will be posting that on the Geese Power Hour Facebook page. Um, something you mentioned uh, that triggered another, um, I guess, area of concern for me are artificial sweeteners. When uh, yeah. are they good and when are they not? Because I've been actually, uh, you know, at one point in time I was like, oh, yeah, you know, artificial sweetener, you know, replaces sugar and everything like that. But then at the same time, they have their own unique set of of um, issues, uh, especially my understanding aspartame is something that you might kind of watch out for, but then they have others that are supposed to be, uh, I guess, more natural like stevia. But can you address the concerns with regards to artificial sweeteners and when they are or are not a good thing? Sure. Yeah, you're hitting on all the controversial topics today. <laughs> <laughs> Milk and, uh, yeah. So, so here's the deal with artificial sweeteners. So we call them non-nutritive sweeteners because they are non-nutritive. They don't give nutritional value, which is a good thing when we don't want them to give nutritional value in terms of sugar and calories. Um, and there's two classes. There's kind of the artificial ones, which um, are the, the, the yellow, the pink, the blue. And then we've got the natural ones, which are the, the green, like the stevia, the orange, which is monk fruit. If some people have seen the orange packets now, so there's all kinds of colors. I don't know. They're running out of colors for, for these non-nutritive sweeteners for the packets. So the good part is that they, you know, replace sugar and taste sweet and don't give me any calories, which is great. Um, the potential negative 
is when people are talking about, well, you know, what are the health risks? Like, where are these going and all of that? So they basically pass through your body undigested. And, um, and that's a good thing. But what some people are saying now is, hmm, what is that doing to my gut microbiome? So that's a whole other topic that we can hit another day. But, you know, the gut microbiome is basically your, your gut bacteria and, you know, the health of your gut. And so there are, you know, some people saying, mm, I don't know that those are really giving me, you know, having a good effect on my gut microbiome. Um, the research to date shows that this is the other good news about them is that they're perfectly safe. So the aspartame, the saccharin, the, you know, the, the Splenda, the sucralose, all of those have been studied and studied and studied and then studied again. <laughs> and there's a lot of, um, uh, what we call meta-analyses. So it's a, a, an analysis of all of the research that's come out on non-nutritive sweeteners and on each particular of those, um, of those kinds. And again, time after time after time, they find that they are perfectly safe. And there's actually an ADI, um, an acceptable daily intake, which is basically, you think of it as an upper limit, okay? So the ADI, which is um, set at about 30% of the lowest limit that had or the lowest amount that ever showed any potential negative okay so it's a pretty conservative number 30 percent of the lowest limit that showed any potential negative um, is about 96 packets a day <laughs> depending on the brand okay oh so think some so. of them it's like 60 <laughs> packets a day some of them are 90 packets a day um, so either way, like, I don't know anyone who, you know, consumes 90 packets a day of, you know, of know. these so, you know, if you put a couple of packets here and there, if you have a diet soda here and there, if you have a light yogurt here and there, you know, not a big deal. They're really are reducing the amount of sugar and it's not going to have, you know, from what we know to date, they have been found to be perfectly safe in terms of not causing cancer. That's the big one that everybody, you mm -hmm. know, is concerned about. Oh, are these, you know, are these causing cancers? Is this rat poison? Is this, you know, because of course, a lot of these studies have been done, you know, and at least initially on rats, but they've been in the population. They've been in our food supply for so long since like 60s, 70s, that again, you know, now we have 50 year data <laughs> on these. Non yeah. And we would know you know, based on all of the research, because they are one of the most controversial things in the food supply, too, they're one of the most studied, honestly. And time after time, you know, they have, they would have been pulled off the shelves, trust me, if they have found that there was any direct link to, you know, any major diseases, any cancers. Now, that being said, this is the last thing I'll say, I know I've talked for a long time, if no, okay. you think if you think they're rat poison and you're like it's artificial, I don't want it in my body, then don't do it. <laughs> you know mm -hmm. that's the thing is you can completely avoid them if you want to, but if you want to enjoy a you know diet soda here and there or even every day, um, even two a day, you know you're still going to be way 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 below that you know potential upper limit that they have set. And see, so, you know I've tried I, and, and i i'm a i think i am a sugar junkie um i've tried to do the artificial and some of it is just i'm so used to sugar that that taste just yeah is so off for me um so i guess if you're a person let's say that maybe younger that has done most of most of your life the artificial stuff then the sugar is really probably hard for you to take yeah, I mean, yeah. the diet sodas versus the regular sodas, although I will say they have done so much better in years. Yes. Um, I mean, I think, you know, the years of the tab back in the day, um, you know, that stuff was like, whoo, nasty, you know, aftertaste <laughs> and all that. And I think they have done so much better with the diet sodas, especially these zeros now, you know, the, the Coke zero versus the diet Coke, like it is different. You know, the recipe is different and mm -hmm. a lot of them use different types of these, you know, non-nutritive sweeteners too, and in different amounts. And so you're right. If I have like a really bad, like, ugh, I just hate aspartame. I can't stand the aftertaste of it. Well, you can find, you know, something else that doesn't use the aspartame and they use a different, you know, alpha self MK or, you know, or the, you know, 
sucralose or stevia or something else. And so, you know, you can kind of get your palate adjusted to some of these other sweeteners if you don't like certain ones of them because there's so many <laughs> to choose from. Now, are there any particular medical conditions that would prohibit someone from uh, using an artificial sweetener? You know, for example, I know that I have to look out for certain things because uh, I'm hyperthyroid, you know. Yep. And and actually, I'm all mixed up right now because I have my last tests were a part of them were hyper and part of them were hypo and it's like okay whatever oh, <laughs> yeah so um yeah that can be frustrating um so the only um you know known condition that can be negative is is this PKU phenylketonuria cannot process um i believe it's the aspartame that they can't process so there are other options out there for people with pku but pku is very rare um and you would know it if you had pku at this point in your life um okay so it's a rare genetic you know disorder um so yeah so those are pretty much the only people i mean they're great for diabetics because again we're trying to reduce the sugar and the amount of carbs and that kind of thing um so Mm. you know uh, to my knowledge there's no negative with um with thyroid Okay, good. Or, or for like you said, most people anyway. That's no negative because it, it, you, it, you, if you have, and I've not heard of that. So that that PKU. So um, might need mm-hmm. to address that at some point because I'm sure there's somebody out there that that is dealing with it, but and, and it doesn't, you know, because it's yeah. rare, it doesn't get addressed. So we'll talk about that at some point. But well, um, the other thing too, we, like I said, is you know, if you if you don't want to do it, or if you feel like I do get a headache. I don't care what she says. I do get a headache from this. Every body is different, you know, and it is an artificial sweetener. It's not something natural to our bodies. And so I absolutely believe that some people cannot tolerate certain ones of these. So if you're like, you know, I'm good with Splenda, but I can't do, you know, the pink packet, you know, fine. Then just, mm-hmm. you know, don't do the, the pink packet. <laughs> okay. All right. So we're going to take another one of our breaks because we, we went over and, and we're late on our other break, but we're going to take our, our second break now. We're here with Tara Collingwood and uh, we, the Diet Diva, and uh, we're not taking questions on the show right now, but if you have questions, uh, hit me up on a G's Power Hour Facebook page because she'll be back with us soon. This is G's Power Hour. I never had it so good entertainment, and we will be right back. This is Douglas Dobbs of Dobbs Cremation and Funeral Service. We have served the Central Florida community for 29 years with quality funeral and cremation services. Honoring all religions and faiths, we have been here for many grieving families. Whether it's a complete funeral service with a burial or a simple, dignified cremation, Dobbs Cremation and Funeral Service is here for you. Located at 430 North Kirkman Road at the 408 Expressway, Dobbs Cremation and Funeral Service, 407-578-7720, Dobbs dedicated to serving our families. Hi, I'm Tim Garrison. Uh, You may know me as Timmy G. (laughs) Yeah, I know. It's been two decades, but I want you to know I'm back in the Arkansas. And I've got a mix of music that can help you relax and chill out. It's smooth. It's relaxing. It's chill out jazz. The soulful mix of smooth jazz, soul, and smooth R&B. So join me every Wednesday night, 10 p.m. to midnight, on K-Ham Radio. Are you chilling? Good afternoon. Welcome back to G's Power Hour. I've never had it so good entertainment. I am your host, G. Thanks so much for being with us today. We are talking nutrition with Tara Collingwood, the Diet Diva. And if you have questions or comments, you will have to save them till the next time she's back on, or you'll have to hit me up on the G's Power Hour Facebook page, and uh, I will forward her, your information to her. Uh, she also has a, a site, thedietdiva.net. So um, we, first of all, because <laughs> we can't go through this show without addressing Mother's Day coming up. Yeah, than you think. Yes, and so, um, and I know, I know you might not be back on before we get a chance to talk about uh, Mother's Day. So, uh, we want to try to talk a little bit about, I guess, trying to, I guess, maybe plan a nice meal for Mother's Day. But at the same time, we want to talk about 
just general nutritional uh i guess advice for moms in the, the that comes in so many different forms because you've got your your um new moms you know prenatal moms you've got your your older moms and all all those in between so uh where to start <laughs> i guess that's the first thing well you start with spoiling them <laughs> uh, yes, you do. Always. You start with saying it's your day, mama, and uh and find out what they like and what they want for, you know, for Mother's Day, whether it's a little brunch, whether it's a grill out, you know, every mom's different, you know, don't assume that it might be brunch. They might like, you know, steaks on the grill, who knows. So, you know, right. just probing a little bit or just knowing that mom and what they might like and, you know, just just allowing them to put their feet up a little bit for the day and, um, you know, just thinking, how can I pamper this mom, even by giving her just time? You know, that's what every mom wants is just a little bit of, of quiet time and putting your feet up, maybe a pedicure or something. That would be nice. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, from a nutrition perspective, I would say just, you know, find out what mom likes and either take her out or, or cook it for mom. Yeah, and and that does require, you know, getting to know the mom a little bit more because we've kind of broken out of the mold in terms of, you know, maybe a a tea for mom, you know, or something, uh, uh, I guess, in the uh, previous days that would have been considered civilized. You know, mom likes (laughs) what she likes, you know, and you just need Uh to find out what that is. And, and and let her, you know, let her do her thing. Let her be her. Let her just enjoy the day, you know. So, and just some, I just want to throw this out there. You know, if you've been away from the house, do not consider Mother's Day the day that you come home and she's going to cook, okay? That is just not the way exactly. it is. If you're coming from out of town, if you're not cooking, you better bring something or designate someone else. Yep. To cook, but mom is not doing it. That's not her day to do yep. that. So takeout is out good. <laughs> I'm sure takeout <laughs> would be welcomed. <laughs> yep, yep. And there's so many nice places or just nice alternatives. You know, um, something. You know, there's like a lot of nice. You know, lakeside restaurants or something like that. Um, mm-hmm. You can always and and you can always do something different, even if it's not dinner, let's say a bowling outing or something like that. Um, I have a friend that likes to skate, uh, you know, and, and you're thinking, okay, well, well, you know, that's not, you know, if that's what that person really enjoys that makes that person happy, get a skating party together. Go skating. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. It doesn't have to be the traditional, you know, what we all think of as, as traditional Mother's Day. Right, right. So, and mostly it's about making the memories. So just keep that yeah. in mind. So if mom says, no, I don't really want to do this. I'd rather do whatever, even if it's just sitting up and watching TV. Maybe find, if you know there's a movie that she really likes, um, you know, uh, put it on TV. Let everybody gather around and enjoy it and, and just, you know, yep. just, just have a good day. Don't just, just make That's it, right. make it. Yeah, just make it enjoyable. Just don't bring the drama. Yeah, low drama. Yeah, but I do want to talk about, um, and it's actually something I I came across a couple of years ago, and they're talking more about it now, and that is um, the rate of maternal mortality, especially here Mm -hmm. in the United States where it, I've seen some reports, and there was something on, on CBS Sunday Morning a couple of years ago um, where they were talking about the United States having the maternal, maternal mortality rate of, of like some world countries. And it especially uh, affects the African-American community. Um, mm-hmm. And part of that is having trouble getting uh, access to decent health care or at least getting access right. to it in a timely fashion. But yeah. there are things that mothers, women, can do for themselves in terms of modifying lifestyle, modifying behavior, and, and 
taking better care of themselves and making themselves more healthy. There's some things that we can put that women can put in their own hands, and then there's things that you have to turn over to the health professionals. So, can we talk mm-hmm. a little bit about things that we can do for ourselves? Yeah, absolutely. So, number one by far would be don't smoke. You know, that is one of the biggest things that can cause complications, obviously, especially during pregnancy, but just in general, it's the number one risk factor um, for so many different uh, diseases and maintaining a healthy weight. doesn't mean you need to be a size two, but just a healthy weight for you and your body and your genetics. And, you know, that might even be losing five pounds. You know, five pounds can, can reduce health risk by quite a bit. Um, or preventing weight gain, you know, as we, as we age. So those two things alone, um, you know, avoiding smoking and just maintaining, you know, the healthy weight for you and your body um, can, can go a long way, even more than just, you know, necessarily the what you eat and, and all of those things. Although, of course, I'm an advocate for, you know, eating healthy, but it's, it's really just um, even the portion size. You know, we can eat too much of even the healthy food. So portion sizes can be um, a big part of nutrition is that, you know, if you do want to indulge on some of your favorite things, you know, watch the portion and the frequency. How often am I indulging and how much am I having of these particular, you know, foods that I know are, you know, not quite as, as good for me. And then, of course, balancing that with, with exercise, movement, you know, trying to get some exercise on a, on a regular basis. And then the other thing that we often just kind of neglect, especially as mothers, is sleep. So um, sleep has been getting a lot more press in the last few years because we're just learning more and more about the impact of negative sleep. And, you know, the, not just the quantity, but also the quality of sleep. And so making sure that you have a good sleep environment, and that can be temperature, it can be, you know, light, it can be sound, it can be all kinds of things that can interrupt your sleep in the middle of the night and trying to control for some of those factors. Yeah, sleep is a big issue now. Um, And you can tell, usually when the issues get big, you can tell it on the store shelves. Um, I think because you see so many more supplements now for sleep. Uh Um, There's the controversy now over melatonin, you know, it was like melatonin is good for sleep. But then now there's um, some concerns about melatonin and its relation to dementia. So, you know, you just kind of have to to monitor everything and decide, Mm -hmm. you know, what's worth the the, um, benefit and what's worth the risk. For you, but now moms, as you know, or women as we get older, um, start to lose certain nutrients and require, I guess, certain supplements. Um, what are the major uh, supplements that a woman should be looking at, out for uh, that she should be taking uh, as she ages? Yeah, I think you know we talked about calcium already earlier. And that's an important one, but along with the calcium is vitamin D because vitamin D helps the calcium to get absorbed. And it's not, there's not very much vitamin D in our food supply. So that's why mm-hmm. a supplement of vitamin D I do highly recommend because, you know, unless you're really getting, um, you know, that, uh, you know, that, those, those foods, which really milk is one of the, the biggest ones, and it's even supplemented into milk. It's fortified into milk. Um, mm-hmm. You know, that's, a lot of people are vitamin D deficient. So I would say vitamin D, maybe calcium if you're not getting your two to four servings of dairy, you know, milk, cheese, yogurt, or fortified um, calcium fortified food per day. Um, and then the omega threes. I think you know you mentioned the brain health and dementia. Um, and you know, it's it's funny you say yeah, melatonin. You know, there's been some you know linked it. Well, there's definite link of lack of sleep to dementia and Alzheimer's. <laughs> so it's mm-hmm, like, that's you know, true. what do you do? You know, do you take it and, and get the sleep or do you, you know, not take it and not get the sleep because either one, 
Um, and I think definitely the lack of sleep is, um, is much more related to, um, to risk of Alzheimer's and, and dementia than, you know, these potential with the, with the melatonin. But I'm not sure that melatonin is super strong anyway, that it's going to like, you know, knock you out and really cause that sleep. I think everybody's different mm-hmm. with, you know, with that melatonin. Um, but anyway, so the omega-3s um, help to protect your brain. Um, they have DHA, and your brain is made up of DHA, and so um, that's also a good one, you know, the fish oil, the omega-3s. And then a probiotic, you know, the, the gut health is something, again, that's getting a lot more focus. And so that good bacteria that comes from the probiotics, and, of course, you can eat yogurt and, and do kombucha and kefir and all kinds of things that have, you know, some of those fermented foods, but if you're not eating enough of those, then I would say a supplement of the probiotic would be a good one. So those would be my top three is vitamin D, omega-3, and uh, probiotic. Okay. And uh, let's see. Well, I'm going to skip that. But anyway, now talking about D, because I know um, it wasn't addressed that much before, uh, with me, and then um, after I discovered I had a thyroid issue, the D started uh, becoming more of an issue, um, and I got tested, and I found out I was extremely deficient um, mm. to the point where they were originally saying that I needed, uh, I guess it's IUs, um, 2,000 IUs a day, but I'm actually now at yeah. 5,000 IUs a day, uh, yeah. which you know, and my understanding too, and I could be wrong. Like um, uh, African Americans sometimes have an issue with vitamin D, but the other thing too, my understanding is, in, in my trying to learn more about vitamin D, vitamin D is also we talk about vitamin C here in Florida a lot. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. like you were talking about milk when you were growing up in Wisconsin. Well, it was orange juice for me here All in right. Florida. <laughs> <laughs> but so, you know, you talked a lot about vitamin C, but apparently vitamin D is supposed to be very good in terms of boosting the immune system. Mm-hmm. And I also saw something in terms of vitamin D and uh, weight management or weight loss. So can you talk a little more about vitamin D? Sure, yeah. So we definitely have a vitamin D deficiency uh, in this country, uh, well, probably around the world as well. And, you know, even though it is the quote-unquote sunshine vitamin, we can get bioavailable. So it's, a, it's actually not even a vitamin. It's a, um, it's a parahormone. Like we actually um, develop, we, we can process it. We can um, get it from the sun and our skin. And that's why you mentioned, you know, the African-American population, also Asian, Indian, just, you know, black and brown skin just tends to not have as much bioavailable vitamin D from the skin, from the sun. And so that's why it's a, it's a very large population who has very poor vitamin D levels, but Caucasian people aren't much better. Um, And, you know, because we aren't out in the sun, we aren't, you know, I mean, most people are, you know, even in Florida, unless you're at the beach, you know, on a weekend day or something, you know, most people aren't sitting there worshiping the sun all day. And especially with large body parts exposed, you know, so just walking from your car into the grocery store, you're not going to get, you know, major vitamin D, um, just from that, that walk from your car. You have to have 20 minutes with large body parts exposed to the sun without sunscreen on in order to get that bioavailable vitamin D. And then we look at skin, skin cancer risk, you know. So, so, yeah, so that's why I go straight to supplement. And um, kind of the, the minimum would be 1,000. And if you know that you have a vitamin D deficiency, which, of course, is just a simple blood test, and you can even do a, a finger stick test, um, they're available online. Um, then you will know, you know, do I need more? And oftentimes people will go straight to the 5,000, 5,000 a day. And there's no negative to taking the 5,000. It is very, 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 very difficult to OD on vitamin D, even at 5,000. Some people take 10,000, 50,000, and some people will do like 50,000 a week, do it once a week. I like the daily just because I think it's, you know, it's easier to remember actually once a day than it is once a week. Cause it's like, what day of the week? Where am I? When am I doing this? You know, I think a daily we're, we're better at doing daily routine. Um, so I think it's better just to do the anywhere between 1000 and 5,000 per day and it's cheap and it's small. So calcium is a big old horse pill. Whereas the, the vitamin D is tiny. It's a very small pill or you can even get liquid droppers. 
that you can drop into your orange juice <laughs> or into water. And you won't even notice. It doesn't taste like anything. It's clear. You won't even know it's in there. So, um, so that's what I would recommend is do the droppers, do the 5,000 IU, you know, pill. It's very tiny. It's cheap. You can get a BOGO, <laughs> you know, at, at a lot of stores and, um, and very easy to, to do the vitamin D supplement. Yeah, I had no idea that, first of all, that I was that deficient. Um, and number two, what the actual health benefits were, you know, like I said, growing up, just so focused on vitamin C, um, just not really yeah. knowing what the benefits or, you know, of, of having it or the consequences of not having it were. So, yeah, and I did not know that you could do the, the finger prick test with that. So, yeah, I, think yeah, I highly um, recommend I that. That's great. health. Yeah, if you just Google grassroots health, it's a whole vitamin D consortium research, tons of vitamin D research there, but they offer a finger stick test. They'll send it to you. It's a little paper thing. You do, you know, they send you all the stuff, send it back in, and because they're actually collecting research. So you can, you know, answer a bunch of questions about your habits and then, you know, do it on a regular basis, and you're actually helping them with their, their research. Or you can just buy the test and do it. You don't have to participate in their research. So basically, people, if you like greens, you just need to make sure you're taking your vitamin D to help absorb the calcium from the greens, right? Because most leafy green vegetables have greens, spinach, you know, most leafy green vegetables have uh, the calcium, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, our green vegetables are a great source of of calcium. But, yes, it is going to be absorbed better with that vitamin D. There you go. There you go. Okay, cool. So um, anyway, what did we say we were going to talk about prior that we haven't covered? Because <laughs> <laughs> we've got so we much, and there's still so much something. out there. You know. <laughs> yeah, we always yeah. We're, we're, Well, you and I both can talk, so we're never at a lack <laughs> for something to talk about. <laughs> no, but, I mean, when it comes to nutrition, there really isn't, um, you know, anywhere that, that you can, you know, lack, you know, find a lull in terms of talking about because there are so many different um, things that we are doing, should be doing, don't do, and, 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 and we keep trying to do better, like we were yeah. talking about with, like, the, the plant-based milks, you know, we're like, okay, well, you know, I can't do, I can't do cow's milk, so I'm going to try this. We, you know, we keep trying, but I think it's just important that we know the the benefits and the risks. There's, there's going to be benefits and then there's going to be consequences to everything. And so we just have Absolutely. to get to know our bodies so that we can know, okay, this works for you, but it doesn't work for me, and I have to try something mm-hmm. different. So, yeah. Yeah, so that's yeah. important. Yeah, well, and, and, you know, it all comes down to that boring word, moderation so you know it's not and I don't want I mean trust me I am not perfect so you know I don't Mm -hmm. want anyone out there to go oh god the nutrition lady's on again she's gonna make me feel guilty (laughs) about everything I'm eating you know that's not my goal my goal is not to create guilt it's actually instead to say okay what can I eat what can I do to you know improve my health and and move the needle a little bit you know, in terms of my health instead of what can't I eat? You know, I think back in the 70s, 80s, you know, was the guilt side. Don't eat this. Don't eat that. Eggs are bad. Don't eat, you know. And now it's like, okay, there's good things in eggs. So I can eat eggs, but just not three every day, you know, kind of a thing. Right. So, you know, it's, it's finding that sweet spot of moderation. And there's no one food that's going to be the miracle and no one food that's going to be the demon either. So, you know, if you, if there are some things that you absolutely love, but you know, eh, it's not so healthy for me. Okay. Well, just moderate that and then balance it with your greens and, you know, your fruits and your, you know, other foods that are going to be, you know, are health promoting. Good to know. And just want to let you all know, because like we said, Tara and I can talk a lot <laughs> because we can talk a lot because there's so much to talk about. I've asked Tara and she's agreed. She'll be on uh, monthly. We're going to try for, although she's busy, but so we may have to do some pre-recordings, but we're going to try for the second Friday of each month. So the second Friday yeah. of each month, you know, we're going to have her back on 
And so if you have questions, make sure you give us a call during the show on the second Friday. And if you can't, let's say, listen live the second Friday, but you have questions in advance, just send them to me, you know, message me on the G's Power Hour Facebook page so that, you know, we can at least get the questions in because actually that might help us kind of determine <laughs> and nail down a direction. Uh, yeah, we can talk about what you guys want us to talk about. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, but I think we, we covered some good things today because, like I said, I think the whole thing with the milk is is such a, a popular and, and uh, controversial topic right now that I think we just kind of needed to say, hey, you know, if you're – stuck trying to figure out, uh, you know, whether or not you should do cow's milk, plant-based milk, you know, what, what, what is it, you know, she's, you know, giving you some valuable information. And then at the same time, what we want you to do is to go to your doctor and ask questions, find out more about yourself. Um, You know, do you have milk allergies? Do you have nut allergies? Because a lot of these um, milks out here, almond milk, cashew milk, uh, I think it's macadamia milk or whatever, all, you know, those are nut-based. And so yeah. uh, you, if you have nut allergies, you definitely no, don't need to be <laughs> drinking any of those. <laughs> exactly. So, so, yeah, you need to go to the doctor and get to know your body so that you can um, take the information that Tara gives you and you know how to work with it. Right? Absolutely. Yes. Yes. Anytime you want to check with your doctor if you're not sure um, about one thing or, you know, like this vitamin D testing or, like you said, allergy testing, you know, doctors can, can order all of those kinds of things so that you can get some definitive answers as to which direction is going to be the right way for you. Yeah. And, and you need to know this stuff because a lot of times when you go to a doctor, and especially if you go to a new doctor, they're going to ask you, do you have any allergies to any foods or any medications mm-hmm. or whatever? Mm-hmm. And, you know, and if you haven't been tested, you know, you're not going to know what to tell them. So then if you have a doctor that you trust or, you know, you're going to a new doctor the first time and they ask you all these questions like, you know, no, yes, I know, or no, I don't know, but can you go ahead, since we're on the subject, and order some tests for me so I can know what I am and am not allergic to? And keep in mind, too, as you get older, because I found this out, too, your body changes and you can develop allergies that you've never had before. (laughs) Yes, you can. Yes, you can. So how do we reach you, Tara? Uh, yeah, so my website is dietdiva.net, and um, I've got, you know, blogs there. Um, I'm on this app called Any Question, so um, that's another place where you can find me. You can join for free, and you can you can go there and ask any question, and there's a platform with a ton of experts in different areas, so that's another one that I just joined a few months ago that I'm loving. It's video answers, um, about 60 seconds of the answers, so it's good for us with ADD. <laughs> who don't want to listen to long answers but want to get those those questions answered. Well, thanks for taking the time out today, and have a happy Mother's Day. I know you've got uh, you. some little ones, I guess. Uh, I don't know, little big ones in between? Uh, teens. Yeah, teenagers. teenagers. I wish they were still little. <laughs> <laughs> I know, so more time with them, but um, enjoy your Mother's Day with them. Make sure they're treating you right, and uh, – uh, any last-minute tip for moms out there, just real quick? You know, I mean, take care of you because, you know, we, you know, yes, Mother's Day, you should be pampered and they should take care of you. But the other 364 days of the year, you know, we got to think of ourselves and think of our health and put ourselves first sometimes when it comes to some quiet time, some alone time, some stress-reducing and some some healthy habits for ourselves and carving out time for exercise and sleep and some of these things that are going to take care of our bodies. And like they tell you on an airplane, put the oxygen mask on yourself first before you try to help somebody else. That's kind of basically what we're trying to say here. (laughs) So thanks so much. Thanks, Tara. Talk to you soon. All right. Sounds good. Thank you. 
thank you all for listening. This has been G's Power Hour on Never Had It So Good Entertainment. Be well, be safe, be blessed, and please remember, all real power comes from God. Take care. He'll make it all right. God is, able. God is able. Whatever you need. Whatever you need. He'll supply. He'll supply. 